This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. Hello and welcome to this Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. I'm Laura Scheftel, one of the firm's knowledge lawyers, and I'm joined today by my colleague Rebecca Day from our private property team. Hello. We're here today to talk about the SDLT holiday for residential property. This has already been widely covered um, in both the legal and mainstream media, but we thought we'd take a closer look at some of the detail today. I think the key point is the rise in the threshold at which SDLT is charged. So, Rebecca, um, there's now no SDLT on the first 500,000 of the price of a new house. Well, yes, yes and no. So yes, if you're a first time buyer or you're replacing your main home, that's absolutely right. There is no SDLT on the first £500,000. However, the additional 3% surcharge still applies for those who own additional properties. So if you are caught by the higher rates, then you will still pay 3% tax on the first £500,000. You know, it's important to say this still results in a tax saving, so you do benefit from the rules. You just won't get the first 500,000 tax free. OK, and, and I think the, the thing people will be most interested in is um, the bottom line. How much will buyers actually save? What, what's the most you can save under the SDLT holiday? So your SDLT bill depends on the purchase price, of course, um, but buyers can save up to a maximum of £15,000 if buying a property worth 500000 or more. And this is the maximum saving for all buyers, whether or not the surcharge applies. So it's pretty significant saving. You've mentioned the 3% surcharge there. Just remind us again, who, who's caught by that? Okay, so the 3% surcharge is um, an area that's probably too complex for us to fit into a short 10 minute podcast. Um, and this is something that we will definitely look at in future podcasts. It's an area that we advise on regularly and we receive lots of client queries on because it's, it's by no means simple. But for anyone who is not aware, the higher rates for additional dwellings, often referred to as the 3% surcharge, will apply when a purchaser already owns other residential property anywhere in the world and is not replacing their main residence. Good summary. That was probably an unfair question because having ploughed through Schedule 4ZA of the Finance Act in the past, it's certainly not straightforward in all cases. So the 3% surcharge is still there, still kicking in for any purchase, but we're still potentially making a saving of up to £15,000. What about first-time buyers? Because obviously they, they already had first-time buyer relief, so they had special tax breaks. Are they getting additional tax breaks on top of this, still protected? No, first time buyer relief will not apply during this period up until the 31st of March 2021 because it has effectively been replaced by the new rules. Um, and in fact, the new rules are more generous than the first time buyer relief. Um, but just a word of warning, um, not all of the pages on the gov.uk website about first time buyer relief have been updated yet. So um, you can't necessarily rely on those pages for the time being. Uh, but I think the takeaway point is that um, the new rules apply in place of first time buyers relief. And just looking at SDLT generally, does this SDLT holiday have any impact on anything else? Um, I mean, I know we're often talking about multiple dwellings relief with clients to reduce the SDLT bill where applicable. Um, and we often come across linked transactions where we've got 
two separate transactions, but between the same parties and they're linked for tax purposes. So in that situation, we can end up paying a bit more SDLT. Does this have any effect on that kind of stuff or is this just a completely separate thing? Yes, it can do. So with link transactions, for example, if you have two link transactions where one completes before the expiry of the SDLT holiday and one afterwards, then the tax calculation could be quite complicated. You would still benefit from the SDLT holiday, but not in full. And this is the sort of situation where you need specialist tax advice. We would probably look to our tax colleagues for assistance here. Um, and then with multiple dwellings relief, the SDLT holiday can indirectly affect your calculations. So you really need to run the numbers to see whether or not it's worth claiming it. It's easy to get caught out because you hear the word relief and you assume that it must lower your tax liability. But there yeah. are exceptions. For example, if you're buying a property for £600,000 to replace your main residence, ordinarily you would be paying SDLT of £5,000. That's obviously getting the first £500,000 tax free and then paying 5% on the remaining £100,000. That's the standard rates because you're replacing your main residence. But if you were going to claim multiple dwellings relief because, say, there's an annex on the property, you would actually be looking at an SDLT liability of £6,000 because multiple dwellings relief carries a minimum tax rate of 1% on the whole price. So in that situation, it wouldn't be advantageous to claim multiple dwellings relief. And similarly, for mixed use, there are some situations in which it might be cheaper to claim the residential rate. So I think the takeaway point here is that your solicitor or indeed their tax colleagues need to be thinking about these issues and running the calculations to see what's best for you. OK, so um, not entirely straightforward. So we do need to get the calculator out at certain um, price points then. That's a, that's a good reminder. Well, it, it seems like great news for buyers um, that there's a significant saving to be made here. I mean, is everybody happy about it? It's certainly true to say that the stamp duty holiday has generally been welcomed by the property industry. But it's obviously very frustrating for clients who had just completed their purchase before these new rules were introduced. And we've had clients who had to work really hard to safely navigate their house moves during lockdown in line with government guidance and to get transactions across the line during that really difficult time. So this feels like a pretty unfair way to repay them for that hard work. Um, and there have been calls for the government to make the savings retrospective. But I think, in honesty, this seems unlikely. There does have to be a cut-off date somewhere. And in this case, it's the date that those rules came into force, which is the 8th of July 2020. And speaking of the uh, the dates, I suppose the other question that, that clients may be thinking about is, um, obviously, in the property world, you normally exchange contracts and then complete your purchase at a slightly later date. I mean, you don't have to do it that way, but that's obviously the most common way transactions are structured and certainly if you're buying a new build property or perhaps a property subject to probate you, you could have a, a bit of a gap in between the exchange and completion so what about contracts that are exchanged during the holiday period but then actually complete later when we're back to the standard rates um, how will they be taxed in terms of SDLT? The date of completion will determine the amount of tax that you pay. So unfortunately, if you exchange in the holiday period, but then complete after the 31st of March 2021, then you'll be back to paying the standard rates and you will miss the holiday. 
There is one exception to this, uh, where a buyer moves into the property before completion, but it's unlikely to apply in most residential transactions. So I don't think it's worth discussing that any further here. And I'm going to ask you what's possibly an unfair question now for a lawyer. Will it work? I think the truth is nobody really knows. Only time will tell. The SDLC holiday seems to have generally received a positive reaction from the market as a way to reinvigorate the housing market. But there will always be some hesitancy or criticism. For example, one concern is that sellers might just mark up their property prices. Uh, and there is a very real concern for us that the market might be distorted by an obvious rush to complete purchases before the 31st of March, followed by a fall in transaction volumes. I mean, I don't know, what's your experience with SDLT holidays in the past? Well, obviously, the, the last SDLT holiday was in 2008, which was again designed to stimulate the housing market. And I think it's you know worth noting that that one was extended and there may well be calls for this SDLT holiday to be extended as well. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, some people have already suggested that this should be made permanent, but I think that would be fairly radical. Looking back quite a long way in history, I think I was still at secondary school. You may be too young to remember this. Going back to um, Norman Lamont's day when there was a stamp duty holiday change in the thresholds to get the market moving in, in recession. Um, some people have suggested, looking back, that that didn't work too well for the very reason you just mentioned, that actually sellers just started raising the asking prices by roughly the same amount of the of the tax saving. And then there's always the danger of what happens when the holiday ends, does it you know, result in a price fall, fall into the volumes. So we'll have to see. But I do think that most people have kind of, as you say, greeted this as positive news and a pragmatic stance um, by the Chancellor in what has been a challenging market recently. I mean, how are you finding it day to day in terms of contacts with clients and intermediaries? Um, do you think the market has picked up recently? We're, we're certainly seeing um, you know, transaction volumes pick up, uh, but I imagine that there will be a rush towards sort of um, the sort of early early 2021 and spring 2021 as we near that deadline. Um, and we have, of course, got the 2% surcharge for overseas buyers in the forefront of our minds as well. Yes, and the government have, of course, just published the draft legislation for that overseas surcharge. So it certainly looks as if that will be coming in as planned on the 1st of April next year. So I think the detail of that is probably another separate podcast in itself. So that's a good point to close. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me today, Rebecca, and thank you for listening. If you would like any further information on SDLT or other residential property matters, then please do check out our website and our Essential Residential Hub. This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast.